This is 128 Bits, a podcast about the most influential period of video games, what is known as the sixth generation, the Dreamcast, PS2, GameCube, Xbox era. On every episode, we will discuss one standout title from the generation and talk about its greatness, including its critical reception at the time, our favorite and least favorite things, its legacy, and what it would look like today. On today's episode, I'm joined by Joseph and Jacob, and we're going to talk about what is arguably the most influential video game of all time. Grand Theft Auto 3. So, how are you guys? Pretty good, Ron. Yeah, Doing good. You guys excited to talk about GTA 3? Yeah. I'm yes. Actually, I'm actually a little <laughs> bit nervous. Uh, I'm a little bit nervous because it's just like, it, I think this is the title of the generation. Like, I don't, I, I, I don't think it would be like too far of a stretch to say this is probably the most influential title. I don't know. The next one we're doing, Halo, is pretty influential as well. Yeah, I would. Yeah, but it's uh, well. We could get it, we can get into it later. But I think like GTA Three created a whole mess of genres that yeah that didn't exist before or didn't exist as well as they did up until GTA Three. Yeah, and it did a lot for the industry too. Yep. Yeah, when you start looking at like the best title, uh, it, it gets very hairy too because it's it's really tough to. To kind of distinct, like you know, at that point when you're talking about that level, it's it's very difficult to to kind of put who's on top, you know. Like whenever you talk about who's like the best basketball player, who's the best fighter, who's the best, you know, it's like LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> he was he wasn't a boxer, was he? <laughs> he could have beat Mike Tyson. Uh, anyway, a little bit of background on Grand Theft Auto 3. Uh, GTA 3 was released on October 22nd, 2001. Initially, it was a PS2 exclusive. It was developed by an Edinburgh-based development studio, DMA Design, which later went on to become Rockstar North. Uh, so DMA Design developed it, but they partnered with Rockstar, um, who also helped in development and published the game. Rockstar is a subsidiary of Take-Two Interactive, um, which is now like one of the biggest game companies around. And up until this point, Take-Two Interactive and Rockstar had only been moderately successful releasing titles like Smuggler's Run, Midnight Club, and then, of course, the first two Grand Theft Autos. And I personally never played the first two. Did you guys play any of the first two Grand Theft Autos? Yeah, I played the first two because of Jake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I remember... Uh getting that game and it was during that like you know when you know like when certain games came out it was like a big controversy like mortal Kombat and stuff mm. and i remember when GTA, the first gta came out you know they were making a huge deal about it and i don't know how like looking back i don't remember how or why we got the game like my parents let us get it i guess they didn't really care um but uh yeah i do remember playing that game and, and it was pretty cool dude it was uh it, it was obviously really different than other games uh <laughs> you know before that but um, yeah, I mean, it's it's you know miles behind what GTA three was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was top down and like yeah. 2D. Yeah, I um, I almost played Grand Theft Auto two for the Dreamcast because it was released there, but I I just couldn't get into it. Like I saw the videos for it, and like you said, it's like a top down 2D. There was like a semi open world, right? And I remember the radio stations being a big deal, even in the old games. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was actually. I really liked it, dude. I thought it was actually a pretty cool game. Yeah, I remember Jay telling me about it, and then I think I don't know if I told my uncle about it or my uncle went to get it on his own. It must have been like yeah, because it was a controversial, controversial game. And then when I saw that he had it, that was when I played it at his house. <laughs> yeah. So as opposed to the first two, though, GTA Three was the first like was actually in three D. It was third person, and when you com when you pair that with a massive city. Uh, that was roughly based in New York City, like it's full of personality and things to do. Those things kind of made it a breakout hit that went beyond the hit, the the level that the first two ever achieved. The game is technically an action adventure mission based game with a mostly linear story mode centered around the protagonist who escapes prison at the beginning of the game and is involved as a minor henchman for a mafia family as they compete against the cartel and the Yakuza for control of Liberty City. Uh, the game didn't force you to go in a purely sequential order, however. You can have multiple active missions running at one time, and you don't even have to do the missions. Instead, you could spend your time freely roaming the open world, looking for hidden items, partaking in side quests like being a taxi driver or a fire truck driver, or just doing nothing in particular but drive around and listen to the radio, which was actually my favorite thing uh, to do, like my favorite activity to do in this game. 
Um, the game featured being able to steal almost any car that you saw driving around, as well as all kinds of weapons from handguns to machine guns to rocket launchers and grenades. You weren't free to just go about causing chaos, though, because the more crimes you committed, your wanted level would rise and cops would start pursuing you. This was represented in a five-star level system. So, for example, when you had one star, a couple of cops would lazily chase you down. And when you had a five stars, you'd have SWAT and helicopters chasing you down. Uh, but there was so much depth there, too. You could avoid detection, for example, by painting your car. Or later on in the game, you could bribe the cops to get away from your uh, wanted level. There's like tokens you could drive over too that would take take it down a star. Yeah, that's true. Like there, it wasn't just straightforward. Like oh, there's no way to get out of it other than like just running away. You could do <laughs> lots of things to get away from it, and that was pretty cool. Overall, though, the big thing about this game was that the player seemingly had total freedom to do just about anything they could get away with. It was super impressive at the time, but also a little problematic. Because of the freedom, people were acting a fool in the game, and the media went on a frenzy about how offensive and dangerous Grand Theft Auto 3 was. So here, one particular thing that I remember being a big deal uh, was the fact that you could hire the services of a prostitute in the game. And then uh, if you drive off to a secluded area with a prostitute in the car, the car would rock back and forth, and your health would be restored, and you'd lose money. Clearly, the transact like clearly you had hired the prostitute, and she had done her job. At which point she would leave, and then some players found out you could then get out of your car, attack, and kill the prostitute, and get your money back. So this caused a huge uproar because it's just like, oh, this is violence against sex workers. This is disgusting. Why would you put this in a game? All this kind of stuff. Um, but people had issues with just about everything in the game. Not just that, but for example, violence against police was a big thing. And just the overall rate of horrificness the player would bestow upon the digital citizens of Liberty City. You know, Rod, that that reminded me, I just remembered right now, uh, like hearing about that. I don't know. Like, it seems like everyone talks about that specific, like, uh, like transaction or whatever, you know, hiring the <laughs> prostitute. Like, yeah. for some reason, that kept popping up. I saw that a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know how the hell I heard about it, too. Like, maybe online or something. But I was like, all right, you got to try this out, right? <laughs> so I remember getting the prostitute and then uh, going into like a little alley. And you have the option, like when you're driving a car, like, you know, you always see it from the, from the back. Yeah. But you have an option. I don't remember what button you press, but you could see the car from the opposite side. So like from the driver windshield, like it, it like reverses the camera. So you can see the, the car from the front. Yeah. So I remember pulling into an alley. And then, uh, you know, like the car starts shaking or whatever. And I'm like, did they actually program anything, anything <laughs> visually you could see from the windshield? So like, I turned the camera around so you can see the front of the car. And it's funny, dude. You just see both of the characters just sitting there, you know, like they would normally like if you're driving. <laughs> but the car is like going up and down. So, uh, yeah, obviously. The they angle that you went into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, so, yeah, obviously they didn't program that in there. But that, that would have been pretty hardcore. <laughs> yeah. But I also got my money back after that. <laughs> <laughs> of course no yeah that 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 was one of the things where it's just like it's just there but obviously they're not going to program like the the graphic yeah, details yeah. of it but people were acting as if it were i mean not to say that the other thing wasn't bad but it, it was kind of like the first time that we saw that in a video game um and it caused a lot of chaos <laughs> a lot of that, controversy they didn't have that in mario <laughs> only in uh, the first one Mario Bros. Go with Donkey Kong <laughs> it's only in Mario Kart that's why it's a secret, secret level <laughs> yeah all controversy notwithstanding the game was impressive in its size and scope and it really felt like something special at the time and it was a huge leap in the games are for adults camp as well as in the mainstream acceptance of video games as a means of entertainment like GTA 3 was important because people that wouldn't normally be into video games all of a sudden were just when they would hear stories of the kind of stuff that you could do when they would see the story it was just like i would say it was a very cinematic game as well in terms of its storytelling and that added to this like mature aspect of it right in terms of critical reception gta 3 was universally beloved it's one of the best reviewed games of all time it has a metacritic score of 97 based on 56 critic reviews. My favorite magazine at the time, as I've said before, GamePro gave it a perfect score, as did my other favorite magazine from the era, Play Magazine. Now, Play Magazine, I don't know if you guys remember it, was like kind of melodramatic in a lot of their things, and they'd be into weird games for weird reasons. 
and their reviews were usually pretty big and like poetic and stuff like that. Um, and this is like their highlight. It's, they wrote, quote, freedom is the name of this game featuring a downtown playscape so massively intricate that players can literally do whatever they want whenever they want, end quote. Kind of just highlighting the sense of freedom that 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 this game gave, unlike any other game before it, right? Uh, G4 TV, which used to be a gaming network. Actually, I think they came back recently. I don't know if you guys heard about that. Yeah. Uh, so G4 TV gave it a perfect review and compared GTA 3 with the movies Heat, Goodfellas, and Casinos, which is uh, pretty high praise considering you wouldn't have done that with any of the previous games of the series. Like, I don't think anyone was like, oh, GTA 2 is exactly like Heat with Robert De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, EGM, uh, which is another magazine, Electronic Gaming Monthly, was one of the harshest critics, giving it a 93 out of 100. However, they highlighted that GTA 3 gives you the freedom to do enough to fill 10 games, which is actually kind of true, right? And even Playboy reviewed it and gave it a 95 with the following oddly poetic summary. Quote, you don't know the meaning of the word surreal until you've stood in the rain beating a pimp to death while opera music provides an eerie chorus. End quote. I like to imagine the grand perv wizard Hef himself writing this. Because I don't know, is that referencing a specific mission? I don't remember that part of the game or if that even happened in the game. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. It, oh, maybe they're talking. There was a classical music uh, radio station. So that could be what they're referencing. Uh, it won a bunch of games. Actually, yeah. I think the first mission is you go and beat a pimp with a baseball bat. Now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> well, maybe they only played the first mission. <laughs> yeah. By, by the way, by the way, Rod, I, I like your uh, I like your excuse for reading Playboy's for the game reviews. Man. <laughs> I'm just doing some research, guys, to try to see if there's any game reviews here. It's actually Playboy.com. Uh, <laughs> I, I tried uh, whenever I find these old reviews, I try to find them online and I couldn't find this one, even in like the Internet Archive or whatever, which is uh, pretty good because I don't think I want to look at early 2000s Playboy.com. <laughs> I don't want to have that on my search history. That's my homepage. <laughs> so GTA 3 won a bunch of Game of the Years, including uh, maybe the most prestigious one from the Game Developers Choice Award. But GameSpot and GameSpy also gave it Game of the Year. And as did like IGN and everyone else kind of named it their PS2 Game of the Year, um, which is 2001 was a pretty great year for the PS2. Because, for example, Tony Hawk's, uh, I mean, Metal Gear Solid 2 came out that year. So did like uh, Jack and Daxter and stuff like that. Uh, one weird publication that didn't give GTA 3 the game of the year was PSM magazine, which I was subscribed to at the time. And it was my favorite PS2 magazine. I have their February 20, 2002 issue in my hand where they list their top uh, 10 PS2 games of 2001. And check out this list and let me know what you guys think about this list. At number 10, they had Twisted Metal Black. At number nine, they have Ace Combat 4. At eight, they have SSX Tricky, and then the little blurb they wrote there, they had a creepy commentary about how the whole office watched Elise's Uber trick, and they all freaked out. So that, that's, oh. that's pretty weird. <laughs> number seven, they had Jack and Daxter. At number six, they had GTA 3. However, in the magazine, it's misprinted as Twisted Metal Black. Uh, <laughs> at number five, they have Madden 2002. So that's above GTA 3. At number four, they have Devil May Cry. At three, Gran Turismo 3. At two, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. And number one is Metal Gear Solid 2. So first of all, how are you going to put Madden 2002 ahead of Grand Theft Auto 3? <laughs> They're hedging their bets. They're like, this game's going to be much more important to the industry than Grand Theft Auto 3. And then Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. I don't even remember uh, it being that good. Like, I think they peaked at Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, right? When did they add manuals? Was that part two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was part two. The yeah, big probably. thing about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 is that you could skate as Darth Maul, if I remember correctly. <laughs> oh, that's it. <laughs> that, got, that got him all the way to, to the number two rank, dude. Yeah. See, they're just all about the tie-ins then, dude. Dude, I, I'm I, kind of hearing that list, it's, it's actually a little more impressive than I thought, you know, uh, to think that all those games came out in that year. It's, it's, it's uh, once you put them in a list, it's like, well, there's actually a pretty decent collection of games that came out that year. Yeah, because and like that's just PlayStation. Yeah, that's just yeah. PS2. Because I remember, like, I really enjoyed Twisted Metal Black. Ace Combat Four is one of my favorite of all time. SSX Tricky, 
Like, really good. Yeah, I think the only ones that I wouldn't put on the list are Madden 2002 and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. <laughs> like all of the other ones. That will make maybe cry. you got to revisit them, dude. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I got to get... I think Madden 2002 had... Uh, I want to say... It, maybe I'm wrong, but it had Dante Culpepper on the cover? I don't know. I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure it still had the dead player eyes. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. It actually... Yeah, just... it, it does have Dante Culpepper on the cover, so... I got I got to get get my roll on or whatever his celebration was. <laughs> but all of this to say GTA 3 was beloved by everyone and it it did really well. Even I remember GameSpy gave it the most offensive game award as well as their game of the year, which is kind of mixed messages. Sales-wise, GTA 3 sold better than any other game at the time. It was released in October of 2001 and was the best-selling game of 2001. By February 2002, it had sold more than 2 million copies. And in 2002, it was the second best-selling game of for the entire year behind its sequel, GTA Vice City. All in all, it ended up being the sixth best-selling PS2 game of all time with 8 million copies sold, which is very impressive. Um, so here, like the ones that are ahead of it are uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, which sold 17.3 million. Gran Turismo 3 sold 14.8. Gran Turismo 4 sold 11.7, so I had no idea the Gran Turismo titles were this popular. Grand Theft Auto Vice City sold 9.8, and Final Fantasy X sold 8.5 million. So it's pretty impressive that, that GTA 3 sold so many, and only these games outsold it. Especially considering the requirements that they added later. Yeah. With the, with the rating on it and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because GTA 3 kind of changed that with the whole mature thing, checking IDs and all that stuff. Um, it kept selling on other platforms well until 2008, seven years after its initial release, when it had sold all in all 14.5 million units worldwide. So, yeah, it was very successful. <laughs> so a couple of behind the scenes or trivia uh, for GTA 3. First of all, the protagonist has a name. Do you guys know the name? And did you know it at the time and not have to look it up? <laughs> I did not know it at the time, but it's like something Speedman. No, nope. Jacob, do you do you remember, do you know the name of the protagonist of GTA Three? Isn't it like Spencer or something? <laughs> it's. <laughs> no. it's I remember looking. I looked. I saw it randomly too, and I was like looking up uh, GTA Three. I had no idea. Yeah, that he had a name. I was actually a little bummed that he had a name. <laughs> yeah, his name is Claude. I've never met anyone named Claude, uh, but. <laughs> It's a bad well, name. Now you have. <laughs> yeah, throughout the whole game, the protagonist doesn't speak. He's totally mute. Um, yeah, don't we only find out years later in uh, in uh, Liberty City stories? Yeah, th that's that's how we find out. But there's also like people looked into files of the game itself, and <laughs> his model is named Claude. Like the 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 files for his model that are rendered wow. and stuff like that. So that's how people knew back in the day. The original title for this game for GTA 3 was actually GTA 3D. So that would have been significantly less cooler than just <laughs> Grand Theft Auto 3. Uh, and Unless the D stood for something cool. <laughs> it would have been like the Doritos 3D, which nobody remembers, <laughs> that are severely underrated. Uh, DMA Design was also working on Grand Theft Auto Online Crime World at the same time, which would have used the same engine. And imagine just GTA Online back in 2001. I think that would have been pretty cool, but uh, obviously they didn't have the resources to work on both games, so they canceled the online one and focused on GTA 3. And another one is that 9-11 actually delayed the release of the game as Rockstar is based in New York City. They had a lot of their team personally affected by 9-11, but also felt the need to change a few things. The biggest thing maybe was the, uh, the color scheme of the police cars, which initially were like blue and white resembling the NYPD. And they changed them to like generic black and white anywhere USA cops. And then removing a mission centered around terrorists and cutting out a character who was a revolutionary whose goal was to bring down the city's economy. So they did that in little less than a month. And then they released the game in October instead of September. And I think another interesting thing, which I think is interesting, is that this game used a renderware engine, which was developed by a small UK-based development studio called Criterion. But renderware was pretty much like the original Unreal engine, meaning that almost every game of the era used it. And uh, GTA 3 was 
one that really showed the the strength of this engine and went on to be used for all of the PS2 engines and just really showed like how far middleware had come, that nothing had to be developed from the ground up to a certain extent. So I thought that was pretty cool. Do you guys have any behind the scenes or trivia that you guys found in your research? I read that it was a 23 person team and that just seems wild to be considering what they did. Yeah, I would assume that it would take 23 people just to have handle the audio in this game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's super impressive. So now let's get into our questions. So the first question, what is your favorite thing about this game? And uh, whoever wants to go first, go for it. Well, um, I think, well, my favorite thing about the game was is my favorite thing about every GTA game, which is just blowing shit up, dude. <laughs> I don't know why I take so much satisfaction in, in explosions. Uh, especially in GTA when you could kind of create like a bunch of chain explosions. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, dude, just like, you know, just like causing havoc. I know that was like the, the big deal about it, right? Like you could just be this mayhem, uh, you know, this agent of mayhem. Yeah. And uh, I don't, it's like, it taps into some weird part of your brain, I guess, of just being able to just do stuff that you obviously would never be able to do in, uh, in real life. Um, and and for me, I don't know why, dude. I, 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 it's so satisfying to see stuff blow up. Um, so that's been my favorite. Th- that was my favorite thing about GTA Three. But just in general, that's what I love about GTA games. Like even now, dude, when I play GTA, I spend a good chunk of time just trying to see how much stuff I could blow up. <laughs> what about you, Joe? Uh, yeah, I, my favorite thing about it was the, just the city that they created. Like this was the first, I think, real. Well, we already talked about it, like the first 3D version of this, but like the first sandbox open world game that I kind of played, or at least that I remember playing, Um, because like just to speak about it in cliches, like it feels like a living, breathing world. Like there's gang missions where you run around and there's or where you walk around and there's NPCs just running at each other, like firing (laughs) at each other. And like it's cool. Like it just felt cool. Like you were inside this. Yeah, this world that was its own. Yeah, that was a big thing too. And I, I definitely feel what both of you guys are saying. It like GTA three is kind of like the gangster rap where you listen where you listen to gangster rap because you would never do those things. So it's kind of like liberating. <laughs> it's like I'm never gonna go blow up a car, but in this game I'm gonna line them all up in a chain and see how many of them I can blow up, right? Uh for me the most the, my favorite thing about this game and the thing that I remember blew me away was all the radio stations. Yeah. Like there was so much audio on there and i'm not talking specifically about the songs because as opposed to like later grand theft auto games grand theft auto 3 didn't really have a really big song catalog but the audio like the the speaking like there was a a talk radio station i forgot what it was called it was like chatterbox or something like that but the dj his name is laszlo and laszlo was just talking with the citizens of of uh, liberty city and they were complaining about different things like how corrupt the government is or the cops or somebody's girl is cheating on them and stuff like that. And I remember just driving around listening to that over and over. And it took me forever to get to the point where I like heard something that I had previously heard already. And that's in addition to all the other stations that they had too. Yeah. I've had to do some game audio before and the amount that's in there just is, is also wild to me. Yeah. So that was really cool. I remember, um, there was a story of like the commercials were also very funny. They're, like Just everything about that kind of blew me away. And I think really added to that feeling of how the city was alive and how the city was not just like a video game, but kind of forced you into believing that it was like a real world place. Right. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah. I would never listen to talk radio on my own <laughs> radio station, but somehow on theirs, it was so entertaining, dude. It was very funny. And again, it was like the Rockstar thing of trying to push the envelope and try to be ridiculous for ridiculousness sake. But it worked. It worked because that it was Laszlo will always be. And I'm glad they kept him for later uh, games. And he's kind of like a central character in the universe now. But his GTA 3 is the best, the to me, the best part of the game. I don't know that he was. I haven't played a lot of them since then. I know he's in GTA 4. <laughs> yeah, I haven't played like I... I think Vice City was my, probably the last one I played. Oh, wow. Even San Andreas, man. Yeah, and, I didn't uh, play much of it. The other, my other favorite thing was the cheat codes. I, I <laughs> used to have them all memorized, but like you could just spawn a helicopter in the middle of the city and people would freak <laughs> out and <laughs> just shoot them up and everything. That, that I would just do that for hours. And I remember <laughs> if you saved your game when the cheat code was activated, it would like ruin your progress, right? 
Yeah. So I would just yeah. never save. I don't think I beat this game, to be honest. But I just, because I got to a point where I just, just used the cheat codes and did whatever I wanted. That, that reminds <laughs> me, dude. Um, my we have we have GTA San Andreas too, and I remember I actually never played it, uh, which I'm sure is uh, you know like very you're very upsetting to hear. But uh, <laughs> my brother did, and it was funny. He got uh, he got to the very end, and I don't know what happens. At, you know, I'm sure it's like this huge gang battle or something at the end. And uh, he could not beat it, dude. So he got super frustrated and he was like, you know what? I'm going to put in a cheat code. I'm just going to get through this thing. <laughs> so he put it, he put in the cheat code and I don't know what it did. Like you said, it like corrupted something and it just completely destroyed his file and he never got to see the ending. It just screwed up the game somehow. <laughs> that sucks. Let's play videos before now, I guess. Yeah, you could, you could just go back and watch them. But yeah, I didn't remember reading that. I think on an old Tips and Tricks magazine. <laughs> Second question, what is a standout moment or the, the moment that sticks out in your mind the most about this game. Uh, so, Joe, what, what's the standout moment for you? Uh, I have two because like my most my most vivid memories of this were one convinced my convincing my mom to buy it for me uh, <laughs> because this was before the controversy really started and it had like the mature rating on it I think yeah. and I remember being at the store and just being like yeah that's just what they what they do with video games now and then she ended up getting it for me and then later on realized her mistake and like. <laughs> Yeah, you got one. Like, didn't get mad at me actually about it, but she was like, "Yeah, you got one over on me, but don't think it's gonna happen again." Basically, um, but yeah, other than that, just but my other standout moment of actually playing the game uh, was what you guys are mentioning with the cheat codes. I remember just like getting all the weapons and guns that I could, spawning a tank, and then driving around, causing as much mayhem as I can, driving to the most secluded areas I can, and just defending it and staying alive as long as I can with just cops and helicopters coming at you. <laughs> what about you, Jake? Uh, I was thinking about it. You know, it's funny, dude, because like I I don't have a lot of memories of the game. Mm. Um, I was trying to like kind of think back, like, oh, man, I, I honestly didn't remember any of the missions. I didn't remember any of the storyline. Uh, <laughs> but there's a couple of things that just there's like a, just a very few memories that really stood out. And one of them, ironically, isn't isn't even playing the game. It was mm. the commercial for the game. <laughs> I don't know. You can you can I, I saw it on YouTube and I was uh, just to kind of have like a little uh, I was a nostalgia trip. And uh, it's like a minute long and it's like a, a commercial for the game but it presents it almost like a movie, like a movie yeah. trailer. And then they play uh, that opera song, O Mio Babino Caro. Yeah. And it's like so beautiful, dude. It's like so <laughs> theatric. It, it just looks awesome. I love to do it. I remember seeing that commercial and uh, it, it just got me so pumped up for the game, dude. Um, so I think for me that like, I don't know, just the, the, like the, the cinematic kind of like beauty of it. It yeah. was that, that to me was a, a big standout moment for the game. I think that song played like, you know, how if you leave it on the title screen for too long, the games will give you like a demo. I think that song is like a part of a, a montage that plays on it. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I think that goes back to that whole, um, this game was really presented as like a cinematic experience and it really aided in its mainstream success right because people would see this and be like oh that's not mario or that's not sonic or whatever it's more adult uh so i think even in their ad campaign they did that for me a standout moment was i don't i don't even think it was like a five-star wanted level but the first time i got an elevated uh wanted level because i kind of remember how it escalated like i got in like a car accident or something like that and i started fighting with someone and then a cop showed up i shot the cop and then another cop showed up and i remember like that's like, the, the logical thing to do as soon as he gets there in liberty city in liberty yeah, city yeah yeah, yeah yeah and then like i remember that went up to like two stars and i was like oh crap and then like two two more cops showed up i shot them next thing i know i'm like in a shootout i can't move anywhere and then the swap van showed up and i remember just like being surrounded and i was like it was like that gif of Anchorman, like this escalated quickly. <laughs> and that kept happening throughout the game. But I remember the first time that happened, it was like, oh, I'll just take care of this guy. Bam, shot him. And then as well, I was like, no, 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 no. Oh, no, what have I done? And then just like, you are going and going till eventually I get arrested. You're too deep at that point. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah at that point i, I was just like uh this this life i didn't choose this life <laughs> i'm gonna shoot my way out and it was just that that feeling i don't think i'd ever felt that in another game before where it really it really presented like the consequences of your action in a really chaotic way that um but in a really funny way because i was just like how did this happen and obviously yeah. it's just like well i shot a bunch of cops <laughs> but that's a, I, i'll always remember that that first time that it was just like like that feeling of oh crap oh crap oh crap oh crap oh crap and then you're in it which is i think this had a lot of moments like that um, um that that when you're talking about the wanton level dude that's actually one of the only like one of the other memories i have is um one time i don't remember i i don't know if i'd already been in the game or something but you know, getting to that five stars mm. was tough, right? Because you had to yeah. you had to survive this onslaught of like yeah. you know police and everything. It even gets to the point where the military comes in. Yeah. Um, so getting to five stars is tough, and then staying at five stars <laughs> is even tougher. And I remember one time, I was just kind of goofing around, and I found this spot, dude. Uh, I don't I don't remember where it was like above like a restaurant or something. It was this random little like you 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 take stairs and it takes you to the second story. It's like a little room. And it was like the perfect spot to just go go on a rampage, dude. I was just like, you know, sniping people, shooting uh, rockets and blowing stuff up with grenades. And uh, for some reason, it was really hard for them to shoot me at that angle. So I was able to get to the five stars and I was I was just like laying, laying it on everyone. And a tank pulled up and I'd always wanted to steal a tank, but it was impossible because you just die before you get to yeah. it. And uh, it just so happened. I'm like, I saw it right underneath it. And I'm like, I'm going to make a jump for it. So uh, I remember I jumped off the, 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 you know, that second story level and, you know, just kind of like, you know, let, let me go for this. Let me see if I can make it. And miraculously, I was like taking bullets, dude, but miraculously, I was able to hijack the tank. <laughs> that was the only time I ever did it. And I just started like just going crazy, dude, just blowing everything <laughs> up. Like you're invincible when you're in the tank. <laughs> yeah, really? And it was just such a crazy moment, dude. Like for me, like, uh, like to be like in a game. To be like this unstoppable force, like it's almost like you hack the game, dude. Yeah. And you're just you're just going you're just unleashing total chaos on, on the game world. And I remember I even put on the uh, there's an option for you to put on like a like a cinema camera angle. Yeah. And yeah, like so the black gets, bars, like, right? Yeah, it gets it gets all these really cool angles to like you know to 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 get shots from uh, of you playing around. And I, I was just doing, I did that for like two, three minutes, dude, just like blowing stuff off, you know, with this awesome little camera angle. Um, and yeah, I, I, it was so satisfying, dude. And that's one of the few memories I have of the game itself. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it was just epic, dude. It was, it was, it was a pretty epic moment. <laughs> it gave you the freedom to do so many crazy things that were impossible in other games before this, right? Uh, so now our third question, what is the worst part of the game? Uh, what do you think, Jake? I don't. I, I was. I was telling you earlier um, about this, but I don't have the game anymore. I have no <laughs> idea what happened to it. It's one of the few games that I'm. I'm missing yeah. um, my PS2 games. That along with Vice City, for some reason too, it's, it's missing. Um, so I actually wanted to go back to the game to play it to see, like, all right, what what didn't I like about this game? Because to be honest, dude, I I don't really remember. Uh, what was bad about it for the mm. most part um so i i think i'm not too sure but i, I would assume maybe the controls were like a little clunky mm. you know yeah. like controlling the guy aiming guns um driving around you know like there was so much stuff you can do that to configure all different types of controls for that i, I think was probably difficult so mm. i'm assuming i i think probably maybe the controls yeah uh, maybe were a little tough to deal with um but something that like I've actually grown to really dislike not only about GTA, but just open world games in general mm. um, is the traveling dude, like long distance traveling. I actually <laughs> really don't like that. Uh, and like in GTA, you know, of course you can drive around, but if you ever had to get around anywhere by foot, it was such yeah. a pain in the ass, dude. Like if you try to do that, it would take forever and it was so boring, you know? Um, yeah. And like even games nowadays, I don't like that. I'm actually starting to kind of get away from those, open world games they actually kind of turn me off i know that's like a big like a lot of people like it yeah but um for me it's actually starting to turn into a bit of a turnoff because i to me it's just boring dude to get to get around like in the new gta games um like once i figured out you could use a taxi yeah to just get easily from one place to another 
I started doing that. I didn't even drive around anymore. <laughs> every dumb. like before every mission, I would just call a taxi because I, I could not stand to, I could not stand driving around anymore. Well, there's a couple of games now that well, for example, the Red Dead Redemption games make that a part of your um, of your I have like your mission, or there's like special moments where you have to ride your horse for a really long distance, where they'll play a special song or something like that, and that and like switch the camera angles and stuff like that. Like I don't know if you played uh, Red Dead Redemption two. But there's this one scene where, like, you have to take a really, really long ride from the beach to, like, the city or whatever like that. And the character's, like, in this really down, depressing place. And he's just like, why do I keep, why do, why do bad things keep happening and stuff like that? And as you're riding, um, the camera kind of zooms out. And you notice that you, like, lost control of the camera. And it gets into a really cinematic angle. And then D'Angelo's Unshaken starts playing. <laughs> <sighs> And it's I, don't like, know, I, I don't know how they had that song back then. I, I don't know either, but it works, dude. And I remember I was just like, wow, <laughs> during that moment. So Rockstar maybe has taken that to heart and, and is like when you have to go really long distances, they're making it a little better. I think that's just one example. But yeah, I can, I can definitely see that as being annoying. What about you, Joe? What's the worst thing about this game? That it made me learn who Jack Thompson was. I hate that guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, uh, I mean, about the game itself, it was definitely, like Jake was saying, the controls. I don't remember if I hated the controls for driving or the combat ones more, but I know that I didn't like either of them, which is like, I don't know why I liked this game so much because it was so hard to control, but I guess that was just a lot of games from this uh, this era. Yeah, Jack Thompson was a former lawyer. I think he's this bard now. I think he was from Florida, <laughs> and he was the most—he was one of the most vocal uh, activists against video game violence. And he had like GTA Three and Vice City specifically as like Western civilization's greatest evils, uh, according to him. So yeah, he was a big outspoken critic about this game and tried to get it canceled or banned and all these other things. Yeah, he was bringing lawsuits against them all the time. Yeah. No, I definitely remember being very bad at using the guns because the controls were really bad. And I've never been really good at like shooting games anyway, but I was I was pretty bad at this one. Um, so I think the controls definitely were the worst part. Um, but like I like kind of like on what Jacob said, I had to get really nitpicky because everything about this game was excellent, especially for yeah. the time. Um, but with the one thing that I found really annoying was that you couldn't really swim that well. <laughs> So like if you go into deep water, all, yeah, you? if you go into deep water, you run out of oxygen right away and die. Which is just like crazy because you could be on a boat, jump out of the boat and die immediately. Yeah. And it was just like, that's awful. They fixed yeah, that. Because there's missions that are on a boat. Yeah. They fixed that in San Andreas, I think, or it might've even been Vice City, but in this game, for sure. That's, that's the one thing that annoyed me the most. And the graphics. <laughs> Just one yeah. thing. Like the cutscenes, like it was weird because the hands weren't, didn't have individually modeled fingers. It was just like, like a blocks. fist. Yeah, it was like a fist. And I remember that even back then I was just like, oh, that, that could have been better. <laughs> it's but, 23 people. Yeah, it's just a nitpick. <laughs> it was a, like, I really, really had to nitpick. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Uh, so fourth question, how did the game age and what parts of it aged the best worst aside from the graphics? What do you think, Joe? Um, honestly, the only thing that I think didn't really age well was the graphics. Like you were saying, that was the <laughs> yeah. only thing that I had written down is it looks like Minecraft. almost. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of the, what actually did age well, like the story was really good. I think it was the first time, like Jake was saying, like it felt more like cinematic and that wasn't just the gameplay. It went to the actual story. Mm. Um, where you have all these like twists and turns and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. What about you, Jake? What do you think? Uh, how did you think the game aged? Um, I think at least for the best, the in the best sense, um, I actually think it aged pretty well. Like just even looking back at the game, looking at old clips and stuff, uh, it just it kind of made me a, a, a appreciate how well designed it was, and yeah. once again, kind of like how much of like a movie it felt. Yeah. Um, there wasn't any, like all the, all the cutscenes, all, all, like all that stuff was done with like the in-game graphics. Yeah. And I kind of liked that cause it, 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 it didn't like separate you from the game. Like it didn't, it didn't show you, <laughs> present you the game in a different way. You see it the same throughout the whole game. Right. And they were really clever with camera angles. Um, they, they spent obviously a lot of time trying to create like a cool story. 
So um, I, I just think like the like kind of the the the, the structure and cinematic nature of the movie, of the game actually aged pretty well. Yeah, um, you know that's a really good point because video games, especially like Japanese ones, like Final Fantasy ones, all of their cutscenes were like in a separate engine, right? Like the FMVs uh, were super awesome and they had like great graphics and the characters look so hyper real. And then when you get out of the cutscene, it's like cloud looks like a Minecraft character, right? <laughs> or the graphics are all muddy or whatever. And even in like Final Fantasy X, which is a PS2 game, the cutscenes were like Pixar level and then you go back to the PS2 world. But that that's a really good point that GTA 3 did everything with the game engine. So blocky hands and all that's how you always see it yeah. so there's no break from like oh this is what it's supposed to look like and this is the technology that we have what it allows us to view so i think that that's pretty cool it's definitely something that it did first that i can't remember any other game doing that to the extent that gta 3 did uh, for me i think this game aged really well because this is i think that this is like the very clear before GTA 3 and after GTA 3. Like, I think video games have that point. Like, this is this is the, the point where anything before GTA 3 kind of looks old and everything after GTA 3 kind of looks like GTA 3. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, there are things that you can point to that we're like, oh yeah, like that we've been doing that since 2001 with Grand Theft Auto 3. And it's mainly the open world stuff. Uh, but because of that, I think it, it it's aged really well. The only thing that aged badly was the graphics, I think. And maybe the, the because um, I don't even know. In GTA V, can you uh, kill the prostitute and get a refund? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I actually haven't tried it. Uh, granted, I haven't played GTA V in a minute, but um, that, that may be something that didn't age very well <laughs> in the Me Too era. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. Definitely wasn't a woke game. <laughs> not, not at all. Like I was thinking about like our what what about it aged poorly? And I really couldn't think of anything. Even the graphics, like like I kind of like the graphics. I mean, you, <laughs> you know, like you uh, like you look at you know, obviously you kind of have to look at it through the lens of what what was capable back then. Mm. But even now, I just think they look. It still looks cool. You know, like the the grittiness, the grayness. It's like very dark and like it just matches the tone real well. That is something um, that they used creatively, which is like kind of used the system limitations of, right. of like draw distance to make it look grittier, to make it look like yeah. more cinematic. So that was definitely yes. a creative move from the team. So like, I, I feel like I'm like, you know, this game aged really well. And I'm like, well, what didn't age well about it? Like, what do we look <laughs> at nowadays and kind of like, oh, that looks really bad. Or like, you know, with, you know, taking, you know, what the capabilities and stuff were like. And um and I couldn't think of anything. And then I, I like, I was like, the one thing that should have aged poorly, um, but surprisingly hasn't, is this the whole like you know kind of what they were complaining about back then, which is your ability to to just like kind of kill innocent people that are just like bystanders walking around, <laughs> yeah. you know. And I was thinking about I'm like, you know, nowadays, I mean, this has obviously been an issue for a long time, but like in our like in our society right now, whatever, you know, what everyone's really talking about, uh, the big stories they get out there. Um, a lot of it has to do with like gun violence. Right. And like, mm. you know, all these horrific stories of, of people, you know, just innocent people just getting shot, you know? Yeah. And, um, and it, it, it just, it just seems to me like games specifically GTA has f- for the most part kind of been really immune from that big, social discussion like i i know you you talked about that lawyer back in the day and yeah even nowadays you know obviously the new gta still have their have their controversies yeah but i don't think a lot of gamers um for some reason they don't see it as really cringy when in what i i think they kind of should like it, it's it's strange like yeah. i don't see it as really like like oh man this looks really bad now like <laughs> i don't see it that way even though maybe I should, especially with like kind of the lens we look at that kind of stuff today. Right. So I don't, I, I, I couldn't figure out, I don't know why that part of the game has not aged poorly. Like, I don't know why we don't look at that today and see like, ugh, that, that doesn't look good. Um, I mean, like we're all here talking about the same, like, and, and laughing and joking about doing the same actions. Yeah. We all know tenfold more people that all played this game and like we're all fine so i think we know that like this isn't the cause of any of that stuff 
No, I'm not saying I'm not saying it's the cause. I'm just saying no, I, I don't saying know like why that, it doesn't look probably, cringy. That's yeah. probably why is like it, it's normal to us. Like it's not and I'm not saying that that's what you're saying, but like it's it was just a fun like is what we all did at the time, I guess. So that's why it's not cringy to us. And even the new GTA games, right? Like I mean, yeah. obviously that's that's still a big part of those games too. And still it doesn't it doesn't like it, I, I don't. I don't think people necessarily feel horrible, or they think about it in the context of like, well, like stuff like that happening in real life. Yeah, it's just kind of strange that we've made, managed to separate that in our heads a bit, you know. Yeah. Have you guys ever felt remorse for an action you did in a video game? No, but uh, Last of Us at the end of the winter segment. Mm. I had to take like a break. I had to take like a week <laughs> off before I went back to the game. Cause it like it hit it really hits you like the grittiness of the world that they made. And I think it's more like to their their storytelling in the game. Yeah. Like there's just a moment where I was just like, damn, this is where we're at now. And then just had to stop for a little while. Yeah. For me, actually, and this is gonna be a game that we talk about later on, but the first time I can distinctly remember feeling bad for killing something in a video game was in Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. nice. And I I remember it's just like, especially because the soundtrack is like, when you're on the thing, it's so heroic and you're climbing and you're taking over the world and you're saving your girl. And then when you finally beat the thing, this eerie sound plays and it's slow motion and it falls so dramatic. And that's the first time that I was like, I killed something. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it, it really affected me and it kept affecting me throughout. And, uh, so, yeah, I wonder why I felt remorse then for a made-up puzzle giant and don't feel remorse when it's, like, and, and even in GTA, like, people cower, right? <laughs> when you start yeah. doing horrific things <laughs> or they run away, and yet somehow there's that suspension of disbelief enough where we can separate one from the other. The other thing is I felt remorse when in Red Dead Redemption, I uh, accidentally shot my first horse. <laughs> like I was in I was in a gunfight and the horse was scared and it was running away and I shot it accidentally and I killed it and I literally spent like 10 minutes googling if I could revive horses <laughs> and considered like considered um going back and like reloading the game or whatever but it like quick saves all the time so I just lost it. I think those are the only two distinct times that I could feel remorse for ending a life in a video game. Despite the fact that I've ended dozens, if not hundreds, <laughs> in the Grand Theft Auto game, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what it is that we make uh, certain connections to, uh, like to the real world or to I don't know what it is. Dude. It's just trippy. I, I that that was a good question you posed, right? Because I couldn't really think of anything uh, of a time where I was like, man, I felt really bad that I did that. Um, <laughs> the only exception was this: me and my brother, we 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 would play The Sims. Yeah. And we had our own, we had our own distinct characters. Yeah. Um, and we spent, we put hours into these characters, you know, and like, you know, building your wealth and, you know, having this life. And, um, you know, of course, The Sims, just like in GTA, you have the freedom to cause havoc and chaos, right? So I used to do this thing where I would invite all these people to my house for a party. And then I would just burn them all. <laughs> I would like, you know, put all these couches because they're really flammable. I'll put them all over the house. I would trap them and then I would put a couch next to the fireplace and it would catch fire. And it, oh, it was just, it was just, it, once again, dude, like these horrible things in your head that just come yeah. out in the, in the game world, right? Yeah. Well, I didn't realize, dude, that I invited my brother's character to the party and I burned him, dude, and I saved it accidentally. <laughs> and I didn't know that it killed him in the, like, it got rid of his character. Like, it just, he didn't exist after that. And, oh, he was so pissed. Dude. I felt so bad. Uh, but it wasn't, you know, like, it wasn't killing the character. It was the fact that it was, like, my brother. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, it was, like, yeah, killing yeah. my brother. You know, he put all this time all this into time it. that he wasted. <laughs> yeah, so I think that was the only time I felt really bad about, uh, about killing a, a video game character. Yeah, I think that's definitely that if we have a connection to the real world, that's a big reason. But that there's got to be something in our minds that allows us to have that disconnect. Um, yeah. And GTA 3 definitely showed that in everyone. I don't think anyone that's played this game has played it legally, like in a le like lived as a law abiding citizen. <laughs> right. There's a couple of YouTube videos that like people do that and it, it just looks weird. It's like you're, you're playing you're playing it wrong. 
the fifth question, guys, what is the legacy of this game? So what do you think, Joe? Um, I mean, there's a bunch of different aspects to like the legacy of it, other than it being one of the best selling games of all time and like how like the franchise that it spawned since then. Yeah. But like they're still like controversial or like at least it was that first controversial game that I think I remember where you have like people talking about it on the news and stuff like that. <laughs> and like even to this day, you still have dipshits like Bill Maher, like parodying um like violent video games like cause violence and stuff like that. Yeah. There was like a whole book written about it that I had to read uh, when I was going to school and like it changed the way that video games are rated too. Yeah. I think Joe Rogan is still talking about video games causing violence. Yeah. yeah he's like, probably one of them. Yeah. And it's like in 2020 and it's like, Dude, you probably cause more violence than me. <laughs> if you want to go to UFC gyms and take on it and all this other stuff, uh, you like you probably cause more violence than video games. But uh, yeah. for sure, what what do you think is the legacy of this game, uh, Jake? Um, I don't. I think there. I think there's two. I I, I think one of them you're going to talk about right now. But um, um, one of them I think is like, I feel like after the PS2 game came out. Each GTA game since then has always kind of shown what the console is capable of. It's mm. like this uh, it's like this showpiece for each console. Like, this is what you can do with this game console. Right. And, like, I actually stopped playing games for a long time after, uh, like, after I, I started going to college. Like, I don't know what happened. I guess I just started focusing on school more or something. You got too but, cool. Um, <laughs> apparently yeah, it's probably the opposite dude um i stopped playing games and for and i just i didn't play games for around like 15 years dude after i after i went to college i just it, it was like it was so crazy it was like having it's like be like having someone in your family like someone you spend all this time with and then all of a sudden you just never see them again um so i stopped playing games for a really long time um, my brother, at some point, he gave me like a, a he gave me his PS3. I think when the PS4 came out, mm. he gave me his PS3. He gave me his whole game collection, and I'm like, sweet man, maybe I'll get back into it. I didn't. <laughs> and then about two years ago, uh, Lily, my wife, she bought me like a, a retro Nintendo system that has like all like 200 Nintendo games or something programmed to it. Yeah. So I was like, all right, let me let me fire this up. Let, you know, like do a little nostalgia trip. I was playing it maybe like 10, 15 minutes in. I'm like, why the hell am I playing NES games? Like, I have a PS3. <laughs> let me play that. So I, I, I brought the PS3 back out. And the first game I booted up was GTA 4. Yeah. And it was like, whoa, shit. You know what I mean? It was, uh, you know, like thinking back to the Grand Theft Auto 3, GTA 4 was like, wow, another like leap forward. And it was just so crazy. Like all the things you can do. And I'm like, wow, this, this is a good game. Um. And by that time, the PS, the, the, what's it called? The PlayStation 4, you know, was already out. Yeah. Um, so the following Christmas, I was like, I was kind of getting back into gaming again. And I was like, hey, I, I kind of want to get a PS4 for Christmas. So I got it. And was the first game I boot up? It was GTA 5. <laughs> um, and same thing, dude. I'm like, damn, man, this is so crazy, like how immersive it is. And then they have the whole online aspect. That's this yeah. whole other thing. So like, you know. I, I just I, I feel like, you know, for each console, if you boot up a GTA game, it's it kind of shows you like the the capabilities of what this console can do mm. and also just the way like games have really evolved. I, I think that's like a huge legacy that GTA is gonna have probably even moving forward, you know, once we get the like, you know, the next the next gen consoles. I think it's gonna be the same thing. GTA is gonna be one of those standout titles that shows you what you can do on that console. Yeah, hopefully, because right now they just want to re-release GTA 5 <laughs> yeah. GTA 6. Uh, I, I think, like I said before, there's a distinct pre-GTA 3, post-GTA 3 world, and that's like in video games. And that's because Grand Theft Auto 3 made the sandbox open world game a thing. And pretty much every AAA title since is a GTA clone, which I remember used to be like a derogatory term back in the... In, in the early 2000s, people would be like, oh, a lazy GTA clone. But now everything is a lazy, like not a lazy, but everything is a GTA clone in the sense that it's a sandbox open world game, right? Yeah. Be it The Witcher or Skyrim. Metal Gear is now open world with Metal Gear Solid Five. 
Zelda is now open world with Breath of the Wild, right? right? Assassin's Creed Fallout is now open world. Even Final Fantasy is now open world. Like all of these franchises that were older than GTA 3 took what GTA 3 brought into the world and embraced that concept of what a video game is, right? Um, and, and this is the one that did it. This is the genesis of it. And I, yeah. and I th- also think it goes back to what you said, Joe, about how like this really brought video games into a larger mainstream discourse. Um, and it's because of that cinematic viewpoint of it. And it was like a quote adult game, right? Where people stopped seeing games as purely for children. And uh, I always think like now the adult game is like uh, Call of Duty, right? Everyone talks about Call of Duty as the game that people play, but it's just like, if not for GTA three, there wouldn't be a Call of Duty because um, it, it like it just, that genre of like games for adults doesn't exist. Yeah. So it's yeah, another aspect of the, of the legacy too, I think is also, we, we just t- t- touched on it, but GTA five is crazy. Like the online aspect to it there. I have a buddy who watches Twitch videos of GTA five, like daily, like almost as, as a part of his routine, he just keeps them on. And there's streamers who have like characters that they role play as hmm. daily. Like they, there's a whole community and, even aspect beyond it, it leading all these other games to do it. Like there's this standing community out here that that's what they do. It's kind of like, like reminds me of forums, but obviously it's way more huge than that because it's people from all over just playing these characters like all the time. Yeah. I've seen a couple of GTA online um, streams, but I'm just like, I'm expecting people to, to act up. And yeah, it's, it's kind of yeah, weird yeah. to see the role playing and stuff like. Yeah, there's like people who play as cops, and I'm like, what? Why would you want to do that? Like, they're yeah. the bad guys in the game. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a bunch of Dwight Schrutes out there wanting to be a volunteer, yeah. the sheriffs or whatever. Um, but I think overall, it's just the, I can I truly consider this maybe the most influential video game of all time. Like right up there with Super Mario or Mario sixty four or whatever. I think GTA three probably had as much of an impact as any other game ever has. Um, and everything kind of looks like it now. I, I think that's my overall what I think. It's like every game looks to an extent like Grand Theft Auto 3. Yeah. And the sixth question, is this the peak for any studio or generation? What does like, is GTA 3 the peak for maybe the PS2 or for Rockstar or the genre? Um, what do you guys think, Jake? Um. I don't know. Uh, it, you know, it's kind of crazy because it's so groundbreaking. But at the same time, I don't know if it's necessarily the peak of the system or the series or the, yeah. or the you know, um, I, I like I said, I, I've never played San Andreas, but I've heard that uh, a lot of people do consider that the best GTA game. Yeah. Um, so I would assume maybe that's that's kind of the peak of, of, of the series or for the console or whatever. Um so I actually don't know, dude. I I don't really know if if it would be considered the peak. I, I guess it, it's the most groundbreaking. Maybe that that's kind of what it is, um, especially when you consider the jump from the original like GTA one and two. Mm. Um, to see that leap, it's like uh, it, it's just crazy. Like to think that they were able to to make such a huge uh, change. Like I don't like almost such a drastically different game. Um, right from from one to the to the next um I, I would say in that sense maybe it's it's kind of a peak in, in in the sense that it's it's such a huge huge difference from its predecessor yeah um, yeah but aside from that i don't i don't know if it's if it's necessarily the peak of, of the series or the studio or anything right what do you think joe yeah i don't think it's a peak i think it's just really like the like you're saying like the foundation yeah that all these things are built on really like, I mean that almost most of the video game world is built on now. <laughs> Cause this is what kind of kickstarted that, that desire for that, I guess. Cause yeah, you'd have other people playing narrative games. Like, well, why can't I run over there? Like I can in GTA three. And right. then, so the game developers started developing towards that. Yeah. I'd say it's like, instead of the peak, it's the Genesis of rockstar. Um, there is one thing that I just think thought of right now. I think this is, the peak for the PS2 um, winning the console era, or at least in the conversation of adult games, right? Because no matter yeah. what, you the PS2 guys can always say like, yeah, but you don't have GTA 3. 
Like, oh, the GameCube has Metroid Prime and you get to scan a bunch of stuff. Yeah, but the PS2 <sighs> has Grand Theft Auto 3. Oh, the Xbox has Halo now, but you can shoot up everyone. Yeah, but you can't shoot everyone. You can't even go outside <laughs> of the map, right? And stuff like that. So I, I think it's, I, I, if anything, it was the peak ammunition for the console wars of the era. Um, but other than that, I think it's just the beginning of a bunch of stuff. The beginning of Rockstar, the beginning of Take-Two taking over the video game industry, uh, the beginning of like offensive games, the beginning of Jack Thompson's career, right? <laughs> like, it's the beginning of a bunch of stuff. Um, but maybe the peak argument for PS2 is better than all the other ones. Uh, and that's yeah. about it. But it's just yeah, yeah. the beginning of everything. And uh, the seventh and last question, how would this game look like in 2020 what do you think uh joe uh i don't even think we have that answer it's like <laughs> gta 5 gta 6 just like the same yeah. thing but with better visuals maybe more like more creative storylines because they're not doing the same not that that one wasn't creative but like they're not doing the same thing over and over again so they got to get a little more intricate and then like these online communities like all partaking in it too yeah that I was pretty much going to say the same thing. I think it looks like GTA five, <laughs> but what do you think, Jake? Um, yeah, I think uh, just GTA online. I know that's a huge, huge community and it's, it continues to develop even after all these years that, um, that GTA five has been out. Um, so I think, you know, for, for 2020 and moving forward, um, I think the game is just going to continue to evolve online and it's going to be interesting to see how that happens. Like for better, or for worse, I think GTA is going to have like a really, really strong online presence. Mm. But what I, what I would like to see um, is I would like to see another jump um, just like GTA move, like the jump from GTA two to GTA three. Like I would be really curious to see another jump like that Um Maybe from I don't think it's going to be in in you know in Grand Theft Auto Six or whatever. Like I don't know if they're going to be able to pull that off. But at some point, I would like to see another jump like that, just to see what it was to see what it would look like. I can't even like envision right now, yeah, um, what that would be. But I, I I would hope that the you know the, the people over there would be just you know kind of creative and daring enough to take that series to another level once again and maybe be another uh, kind of groundbreaking game or another you know, a foundation game. Uh, but to be honest, I have, I have no idea what that would look like. Yeah. I think, and I was going to say, cause I think aside from the, from the ability to do whatever you wanted in the chaos, the big jump for GTA three was it, it was one of the first games that presented itself cinematically, like using a new language of like a new visual language, right. As opposed uh, to other video games. And I think the next visual language for that would have to be VR um and that would be pretty cool and it's i think gta is kind of going there because one of the big things in gta 5 in the ps4 uh, era was that you had first person mode right which you didn't have in any other video games and i never used first person mode and i think it, it looks awful but i think that kind of points <laughs> towards the vr uh, presentation of it because i think that that's pretty much the only other place that it could go or it would have to be a, a shift in how it presents itself it can't i don't think the the world getting any bigger is necessarily a good thing just look at like uh, no man's sky right where yeah. it's procedurally generated and it's so big and you hardly run into anyone so i don't think it's just getting bigger i think it's change it, it, a new gta 3 for 2020 would change the way or change the visual language that video games use and um i guess it would have to be vr i don't know what else it would be or maybe I'm 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 just not innovative enough to think of of a new <laughs> way that it could present itself, but a VR GTA would be pretty crazy. Yeah, and it would be a lot scarier to shoot a cop in a, in a real world, in a real world VR, and it would be just as controversial. Just think of oh, yeah. a, a oh, virtual yeah. reality beating up a hooker after. <laughs> whatever right that would be it's that, gonna be that same exact scenario the, the, the next controversy we lived in all these different yeah. ways yeah. yeah but other than that it's just i think it's just gta 5 right or gta online yeah um but uh i i really want them to come come back just because i want i want a new laszlo talk radio station <laughs> more so than anything else 
Um, but uh, thanks, guys, for talking with me about Grand Theft Auto 3. Are there any closing thoughts you have about this game or any last memory you want to share with uh, with the listeners? Not that I can think of. Jake? No, I mean, uh, yeah, just it was uh, it was kind of good going down memory lane a little. Um, although, to be honest, my memory is uh, pretty foggy. But nevertheless, <laughs> you know, it's, it, it, uh, it's still, it's like, like I said, I have so few memories about the game at all. Yeah. But it just in this like in the back of my brain, you know, I just know it was so foundational. It was so groundbreaking. Um, but like I can't nitpick specific details about it. It's just like this thing that exists, like you said, like a like a po- like, you know, afterwards, it's like, all right, this is a new uh, era for games now, you know? Yeah, yeah definitely. And uh, I think my f- I don't know if you guys remember my favorite uh, Grand Theft Auto clone was the Simpsons one. I think it was called like Cell Damage or something like that. <laughs> so I want to thank Grand Theft Auto 3 and Claude for creating the Simpsons uh, uh, Cell Damage. <laughs> so, all right. Thank you guys. And we'll talk to you guys again soon. Relevant Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.